You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert on Pet Life Radio. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. We are so thrilled to welcome a very special guest, a special guest who is an American war hero, a proud patriot, and indeed a great American. I'm talking about First Sergeant Matt Eversman, the hero of Mogadishu, whose story was portrayed in that dramatic movie, Black Hawk Down. And I'm sure many of our listeners have seen that movie. It still plays today, and it describes the story of our service members in Mogadishu. And I'm going to tell you that this story is so incredibly inspirational about the courage and the valor on the battlefields. And what's so relevant to our listeners is how First Sergeant Matt Eversman has really devoted his life after serving our country to ensuring that military families and veterans have the best of services and care, including service dogs. And that's why First Sergeant Matt Eversman is part of American Humane's Military Center, and he provides incredibly inspired leadership to allow us to come up with innovative programs and solutions serving heroes on both ends of the leash. So today's episode is going to be something that will bring you chills and certainly will inspire us all to do everything possible we can do for our country, for our war heroes, for our veterans on both ends of the leash. And friends, as we listen to today's episode, I'm going to share with you afterwards an incredibly exciting update on American Humane and Chicken Soup for the Soul's Fill the Bowl, Feed the Soul campaign. Oh, so many special animals have been benefited by this campaign that's provided over a million meals around the country to animals in our nation's shelters and with rescue groups. Very exciting to partner with our friends at Chicken Soup for the Soul. Well, you're listening to this week's episode of Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to be right back with a must-listen episode of Be Humane with First Sergeant Matt Eversman. God bless America. We'll be right back after this brief message. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. Our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed a very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has... Every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. I am so thrilled to have my good friend, actually my great friend, and one of my personal heroes on the show today, First Sergeant Matt Eversman, who is the story, the legend, the hero behind the Battle of Mogadishu, which I know that so many of us saw in the movie Black Hawk Down. Matt is a uh, an incredibly inspired leader, one who has devoted his life to helping military veterans and their families, and certainly as serving as a role model to the next generation about those wonderful values that we all hold near and true to our hearts, compassion, kindness, and love. Matt and his family walk the walk, and they love animals as much as all of our listeners do, and I'm so delighted to introduce you today to my good friend, American Humane National Ambassador, First Sergeant Matt Eversman. Matt, how are you today? Robin, good morning. I'm very well, and I'm even better after such a kind introduction. You can introduce me any moment of any day, and uh, I will come running. That is far <laughs> too kind and, and gracious, but uh, I'm delighted to be on your show, and uh, as always, it's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, well, Matt, I'm just so proud, really, to know you. Uh, when I met you in, in Florida and got to really meet you in real life and, and hear your story, your commitment to veterans, to military families, to animals, I thought, wow, you're you're the proud patriot that we all aspire to be. And by the way, if you ever want an introduction like that, you, you need a little pep talk in the morning, just call me and I'll introduce you again because, <laughs> okay. you know, you really really are you are really quite quite something and really a great american matt if you could maybe share with our listeners maybe some of those folks which i can't believe uh, there's anyone out there that hasn't seen that powerful movie black hawk down can you share maybe just a few minutes of of what your personal narrative your personal story is sure well i must preface this by saying it's sort of an absurd answer to an absurd question for most of us when someone asks you, hey, Matt, tell us about, you know, your take on the movie or how it relates to your real life, because who who of us ever would be in that position other than by completely dumb, dumb luck? But, you know, the way this all panned out, as you know, we were engaged in this battle, and I say historic in that there hadn't been a firefight that American troops had been involved with since the Tet Offensive in Vietnam. And, you know, this story cloaked in the the secrecy of the Special Operations Command eventually was told by a, um, a Philadelphia reporter named Mark Bowden, because two main characters of this battle, Gary Gordon and Randy Shugart, both gave the ultimate sacrifice on October 3rd, 1993, and were given the Medal of Honor. And so Mark wrote this book about it, and that book became the movie. And somewhere along the lines, I was interviewed, and and the name must have stuck. But to wrap this long story in a not-so-long narrative, Robin, what this has all meant to Matt Ebersman and the Ebersman family is it allows me an opportunity to share with audiences and people of all walks of life all over the country I get to introduce them to America's greatest sons and daughters by by telling them stories about veterans. And, you know, I could bore every single one of the listeners, you know, from now until the cows come home about, you know, stories of battle and things on the battlefield. But but it really is about this opportunity to introduce, you know, our great country to its greatest sons and daughters. I think that's that's probably the answer I got to stick with. 
I love that. I love that. And the story is, uh, it's stunning. And it's also, um, it's so dramatic. It's hard to watch in many of the scenes. And I know this was your real life. So for you to see that movie, which is played every weekend, I think on numerous channels, it has to be, uh, it has to be hard for you. You probably can't go that without a day without flipping through, uh, your cable channels and then seeing the story of your life again. That has to be a little surreal. Thank you. You know, it is a remarkable story. And, and I, I have said this particularly to, you know, military audiences, as you might imagine, um, you know, now. Now we have a visual where soldiers and sailors, airmen and marine can actually take Hollywood out of it, but they have a visual of what urban battle looks like. And so it it really has become a great vehicle to teach people, you know, about the reality of combat, I guess, is the the story. And, And, you know, just to that point, I find myself, you know, whether it's watching it late night on Netflix or flipping through the channels. You know, if I get sucked into it by the end of that movie, I, I still find myself sitting at the edge of my chair like I just ran a race. I mean, it's that well done. I just throw that out for anyone that, that may not have seen it. It's a pretty good depiction of of what battle is like. It has to be. It just has to be, Matt. Well, I have to now fast forward to your incredible family. So you come back after that kind of remarkable experience that has to be life-changing and now you you come home you have a beautiful bride tori and uh, you have a beautiful daughter tell us a little bit about how it was to reintegrate back into back into home life back into life in the states after such an uh, an unbelievable time an unbelievable personal journey yeah. So, Robin, just a quick note for sort of for the record. You know, when I went to the Mogadishu in 1993, I was single, got married in 2002. My daughter, Molly, was born in 2003. I deployed to Iraq in 2006 for 15 months. So this the answer to your question, you know, just as a little background, you know, I had a taste of what battle was like. And I say that not to be cavalier, you know, when I went to Mogadishu as a single man and to come back and reintegrate and realize that difficulty, thankfully had a pretty good network within the unit. Fast forward to Iraq, 15 month deployment, spoke to my wife six times on the phone in 15 months, a lot of letters. I mean, as you can imagine, that was a a difficult, tremendously difficult, uh, I would even argue a harder deployment than going to Mogadishu to come home and reintroduce yourself to, you know, now a three and a half, almost four-year-old daughter, you know, let alone re-engaging with my wife. That's a tall order. And I don't think I was at all prepared when I started the deployment to even think about what was going to happen on the backside, you know? So it was a series of kind of stub toes, not to be trite about it, but, uh, it was a challenge, although, you know, the loving families are, you know, we take for granted sometimes, but, uh, you know, your your faith, your family, and your friends, the three Fs, I think, are what, what helped me and our family reunite after, you know, such a tumultuous time. I mean, that the surge in 06 to 07 was a, a, a difficult time for everybody, uh, much like it is today with soldiers deployed. I don't by any means mean to, you know, mm-hmm. say that, gosh, my deployment was harder, but it was a challenge. Without a doubt. And I'm thankful that, that, you know, our family was close before and even closer after. 
Right. And that's it's, it's a testimony to the faith and the friends and the family, your core values, which are always important for us as Americans to go back to in challenging times. Challenging times like we face even this week as we record this show, uh, a Navy SEAL was just uh, killed in Yemen in a horrific raid. And uh, we still continue to lose service members around the globe in the fight on terrorism and uh, against threats to our safety and our freedom. Matt, on behalf of all of us, we thank you for your incredible service to our country. And I know there's a, a great story to tell as you return and as you become a civilian. Your commitment to serving military families and veterans, and particularly your work championing the programs at American Humane. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about how your journey brought you to American Humane and how your journey brought you to animals? And I'm going to come back around and you know I'm going to ask you about Genghis Khan in a few minutes. (laughs) Yeah, so Robin, this is a actually this there's a lot to talk about to answer this question. And I I don't want to be patronizing to the listeners, but all you got to do is Google veteran service organizations and find that there are over 40,000 registered 5013Cs out there that are all passionate about some cause. And, you know, for me, for Matt Eversman and the Eversman family, you know, we found that it was overwhelming. You know, there was a problem that while everybody wants to help a veteran with a particular issue, they were all so broad. And, you know, quite frankly, a lot of them really couldn't couldn't affect the changes that they were hoping to. And And what I personally found was that I didn't want to have anything to do with any veteran service organizations unless it was something I could do on my own. So as you know this story well, we moved to Florida literally with a little bit of a Um, you know, a a wrinkled nose about the organizations that existed and decided we would only help veterans that crossed our path. That lasted about a day and a half after we moved to Florida because, uh, you know, our dear friend, Michael Price, uh, introduced me to you. And I remember it vividly. He said, Matt, are you going to go to that event about the military dogs? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Mike, but Tell me more. And uh, that was how we, we meaning my wife and me, uh, learned about American Humane and what was going to become the Lois Pope Life Center for Military Affairs and this very, very, very simple idea of providing working dogs for soldiers in need because of TBI or PTS, and then reunifying military working dogs that had been left overseas with their handlers. And it literally took about three seconds for me to say, okay, I found exactly where I need to put my time to continue to help veterans. And I say that it must sound awfully cavalier and self-righteous, and I don't mean it to be as much as this organization really jumped right out because we are huge, huge dog lovers and cat lovers. We are, you know, we love it all. And so the ability to see right to the, to the cause and to see the, the calculus involved in dollars to support a dog that supports a veteran was really easy to see. And that's why you know, that's how we all came to be a happy family here with American Humane. 
Well, we're thrilled to uh, have you join our family, and I know our listeners are thrilled to hear how this all evolved. And it did involve around the whole idea of service dogs for service members and bringing home, reuniting the war dogs to to the handlers that served overseas. And uh, I know coming up in a very short amount of time, we'll be celebrating the inaugural class of the Canine Medal of Courage recipients, the ones that we named together on Capitol Hill in the summer. We'll be bringing them down to sunny Florida in early February to again pay tribute to their service to our country with their handlers. I loved that day, that hot summer day in July last summer when you and I were there with those amazing war dogs and bringing them up on the platform at Rayburn in the foyer with members of Congress and over, well, gosh, I think we had over 400 guests that day just to pay tribute to those dogs. That was a special day in my heart. Uh, What are your memories and your fond recollection of that moment for those dogs? Well, you know, Robin, it, it was a, a magnificent day, and I think it was about 400 degrees. It was like being in Iraq hot. You know, but for me, it's almost like you get two stories for the price of one. You get to hear when you meet these these handlers, and you realize, my goodness, the responsibility and the bravery and the courage of these two-legged warriors is a story in itself. And then to hear the story of these four-legged warriors, you can't even imagine what these grand animals do and did until you hear these stories and you just find yourself literally mouth agape thinking, where would we be without them? Then you combine those two stories and you just think, what a incredible dynamic. How could we not bend over backwards to keep that pair together from a reunification perspective or, you know, keep them together because they both need each other. You know, the great line to hear, you know, heroes on each end of the leash. I loved it. And, you know, I, up till that day, I had only met a couple of the, the handlers prior and just to sit down and hear their unscripted, unrehearsed, unvarnished truth about being in battle with these dogs, Robin, is so moving. And that is a, that's a part of our history that I think is absolutely a necessity to be told. And, and we get to see it. That's a, one of the great things about the Canine Medal of Courage Awards is, you know, it certainly highlights a handful of them, but it exposes us to so many of this warrior culture that most people have never heard of. So it's wonderful. And I know I, I'm starting to gush a little bit about it, but I, uh, I love that event. It's going to be great to have everybody down in Palm Beach so that more, again, much like I said about Black Hawk Down, much so that these people can experience and meet these great warriors on uh, on both ends of the leash. It's going to be fun. Oh, Matt, that's wonderful. And for our listeners, if you happen to be in sunny Florida on February 9th, we still have a few tickets available. Getting close to getting sold out, but certainly call our American Humane National Headquarters, and we'll be able to uh, put you in line for a ticket if you're interested in joining us for February 9th. And again, it's for us to celebrate the Canine Medal of Courage recipients and their incredible contributions to our country. And this summer, yet again, we'll have a new round of war dogs that we pay tribute to in the middle of the summer. So stay tuned for our very special ceremony from the halls of Congress as we honor our four-legged hero dogs, our military working dogs who've served on the front lines in the war on terror. Matt, we're going to take us quickly to a personal story because I love Genghis Khan. Can you tell our listeners who Genghis Khan is? Yeah, so Genghis Khan uh, is the um, the most fantastic you know warrior that uh, you know I think ever lived, 
And as you, Robin, know personally, but the audience clearly would not, Genghis Khan is our tuxedo cat. Genghis is about 15 years old. He's the first pet that my wife and I got shortly after we'd been married. And as the story goes, I had always said, you know, when I have a cat, I'm going to name him Genghis Khan because I want him to be, you know, an adventurer. I want him to be a warrior. I want him to be that that cat that's going to go out on patrol and, and keep us free of mice and rodents and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, I walked home from, I'll never forget walking in the door, and uh, my wife was standing in the uh, the kitchen kind of with a with a grin on her face. And, you know, she said, Matt, I got a present for you. Meet Genghis Khan. And Genghis Khan was this this little kitten about a, you know, couple of weeks old that sadly had, had been rescued from the side of the road. And, um, Genghis has braved, you know, probably seven or eight moves. Genghis has lived in, you know, the hot, humid heat in Maryland to the, you know, 110 inches of snow up at Fort Drum, New York to now sunny West Palm beach in South Florida, but he's a trooper and um, we love the fact that Genghis was able to, to, as I recall, Robin, he was able to uh, to come to the rescue on a photo shoot one day. He so sure he's was. He's got a little notoriety, uh, <laughs> which we love. Well, Genghis Khan should be the star kitty in, in uh, Southern Florida, that's for sure, because he's featured in the Chicken Soup for the Soul, uh, My Very Good, Very Bad Cat. And uh, your beautiful wife, Tori, said that name of that book title certainly applied to Genghis Khan, My Very Good, Very Bad Cat. It does. But, you know, as everybody that's listening knows, you know, they all have a special part in our lives. And He's been there. He was there for Tori during the whole deployment. I mean, he, you know, if you think that it wasn't important, people are mistaken because that guy, that cat, he, uh, he's part of the family and uh, part of what helps get you through those tough times, right? Absolutely. It's all about that unconditional love that these animals bring to our lives. And they love us no matter what our day is, no matter uh, how the uh, the weather is outside. Nothing bothers them. Uh, politics doesn't bother them, yep. which is great. And in these politically challenging times, isn't it great to look at our, our pets at home and say, you know, whatever we think about the political situation, we know that they're there loving us regardless of our, our opinions or regardless of what's happening outside of the world. So it's not Nice to have that, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. You're, you're so, boy, you are so right on that, Robin. Uh, <laughs> it's true. And they just, they're there and they uh, they make you kind of forget, uh, you know, at least for me, it makes me forget some of the, you know, just the, the pressure cookers that we, we live in, some self-inflicted and some not, but uh, they're, they're, they're part of the team. They, they sure are. They sure are. Matt, you know, as you think about your incredible life to date and your work at American Humane, do you have a dream, a dream for these service members coming back? What would that dream be? Wow. You know, there's a couple of them, Robin, and without even thinking more, this process of pairing a soldier, a warrior in need with a dog that provide that can provide that sort of support has got to be you know, it should be as easy, and I see this not to be flippant, like oh, it's an over-the-counter prescription, but it should be doggone, uh, pardon the pun, pretty easy. It's got to be a a process where as soon as identification on, on both parts, 
you know, both on both parties is need is identified that the system is in motion in the shortest amount of time. Obviously, when I say short amount of time, it should be days, maybe weeks, but definitely not months to pair a dog with a warrior in need. And, and, you know, that would be the dream that we had a, you, the system in place and the, the quantity of quality dogs ready, you know, to ready to jump as soon as they need it. Like that, that I think is the, that's going to be the gift of the Magi there. And I think we're, we're on our way. In fact, I know we're on our way. We're making great strides in this, but it's going to take a lot of tough leadership, a little bit of tough love. It's going to take some really, really generous people to support. But, you know, at the end, Robin, you know, we can't, as you know, this is not a working on a thing of the past. I mean, my best friend, one of my, one of my dearest, closest friends just took his brigade to Mosul. You know, so there's another 5,000 kids that are standing on the line outside of Mosul in Iraq fighting ISIL. And that's going to happen for a while. So we've got you know, we can't be looking to the past. Hey, let's take care, obviously, of the soldiers that are in need now. But the need's going to grow. You know, we're going to have more of these great young men and women that are coming home that are going to be in distress. That's a given. So we've got to, you know, the time is now to strike. And if we can shorten that, that make that delta of time, like I said, weeks, boy, we're going to do some, we're going to do even more great stuff. So that, that, was, a, that was a long-winded answer to a short question. I want to see dogs you know, and leashes in hands of those in need in the shortest amount of time possible. Well, Matt, on behalf of all of us at American Humane, we share that dream and are honored to partner with you in this journey for the first ever national standards for training service dogs for our wounded warriors facing PTS and TBI. But Matt, one step further, I'm going to pay tribute to you on February 9th and making a special announcement, which I'm going to share with our listeners today. Matt, on behalf of all of us at American Humane, we would like for you and the beautiful Eversman family to name one of our service dogs in our very first inaugural class of service dogs trained for these wounded warriors. We want you to have the naming rights for this incredible animal that will be paired with the veteran, healing both ends of the leash. So I'm honored to do that for you, and I can't wait to hear the name. Genghis Khan is already taken. A kitty has that name, so you'll have to come up with something else. But you name great dog animal names. Uh, well, Robin, this is a unbelievable, wow, what a surprise and how, how unbelievably thoughtful and kind. Uh, you know, when I tell Tori about this, she will be delighted and we will put our, our great thinking caps on for the perfect name for for this dog. And boy, I can't thank you enough. That that makes it just um, so worthwhile, uh, you know, for us to be appreciated as you have. And, and just with such a kind, kind, uh, I, I'm speechless. I really am babbling because that, that's the coolest thing ever. And I thank you for the honor to name the first dog that we're, we're going to give. That's, that's exciting stuff. And uh, we'll have a good one for you, folks. So you, you'll have to come <laughs> or wait till the ninth to, to hear it, which it'll be good. But Robin, I'll, I will let you know beforehand so you you know you can vet it and make sure it's perfect. (laughs) I love it, Matt. Well, thank you. Well, on behalf of all of us at American Humane, you bring us so much joy and uh, so much leadership in terms of inspiring our work with military families and veterans. So thank you on behalf of all of us. And listeners, thank you for tuning in this week. We're going to be right back with the message about our wonderful favorite 
Pets right after this brief message. And Matt, thanks for being part of our show today. Robin, it's a pleasure. And anytime you need me, you know, to come sweep the floor or wash the windows or just hang out with you, I'm, uh, I'd love to do it. It's always great. And I just thank you for all you're doing for all of the kids and all of the animals, but clearly for our veterans and, and working dogs too. You're, you're doing it all for a lot of people. And I just say thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Matt. Listeners, we'll be right back. You're listening to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert. We'll be back after this brief message. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Wow. Welcome back to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Ganser. What an episode was that. I'm so glad that Matt Eversman and Eversman's family is going to name a dog in our inaugural service dog class. He's going to be able to provide an inspired name to an inspired pup who's going to bring hope and healing to one of our incredible wounded warriors. Thank you, Matt and Tori and the Eversman family for being such incredibly inspirational leaders for our programs. Well, friends, as I teased in our opening, we've got a very special announcement. American Humane and Chicken Soup for the Soul have served up a heaping helping of pet food to Pasadena Humane Society and SBCA. We together donated and delivered, get this, friends, 3,741 pounds of pet food to the California shelter. You know, this is all part of our incredible Fill a Bowl, Feed a Soul campaign. It's the second of two shipments and is part of an ambitious new national campaign designed to distribute 1 million donated meals to shelter pets around the country, waiting patiently for their forever homes. Since this campaign's launch, we have provided more than a half a million pounds of Chicken Soup for the Soul pet food to U.S. shelters, which house and care for millions of animals each year. This campaign's first shipment was back in September 2016 when 80,000 pounds, yes, friends, 80,000 pounds of food was sent to help the animal victims of floods devastated Louisiana. The American Humane Rescue Team, which was on the ground in Livingston Parish, where an estimated 74 
5% all homes were destroyed. We coordinated the distribution of the donated pet food to help the countless lost, frightened, and hungry animals who were found wandering among the wreckage. Today's delivery to the Pasadena Humane Society and SBCA will go towards the nonprofit's Helping Paws program, which is dedicated to providing service and resources to help families keep their pets. You know, we're so proud to work with Julie Bank, the president and CEO of the Pasadena Humane Society and SBCA. And we know that this campaign helps animals when they need help most. And on behalf of all of the beloved pets across the country, a big thank you to our friends at Chicken Soup for the Soul. Thanks so much for allowing us to help so many animals. And our friend, the Chicken Soup for the Soul publisher and editor-in-chief, Amy Newmark, wrote me and she said, Robin, we're so pleased that we can do this and we're glad to be partnering with American Humane in this bottle campaign. Thanks, Amy. And thanks, Julie. And thanks to all of our first responders and American Humane's rescue team for helping to deliver these much-needed and vital food shipments around the country. Well, friends, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Be Humane with Dr. Robin Ganser. I'm going to tell you next week's episode is incredible. For those of you that love animals of all species, you're going to get a treat as we spend this episode with Jeff Corwin. So excited. Tune in next week. And again, on behalf of all of us at American Humane, remember this week and every week to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.